welcome back. This is week 11. We're going to do fantasy football IDP style. We're going to talk about free agents. And I'm Ronnie Johnson. I'm here with Sean Smith. How are you doing today, Sean? Hey, hey, I'm doing good. It's always good when you're talking about IDP, individual defensive players. And they're carrying me. I basically got carried to a win thanks to them. And, you know, last show I said, hey, I'm a little worried about my running backs. I've got DeAndre Swift and Devontae Booker. And sure enough, they, those were two in the top 10 this week. So you might have been out. the only guy who started Booker. <laughs> and it was, I mean, I'll admit, it was garbage time, but garbage time is still time. And I'll take it two touchdowns right at the end of that game. I was, uh, I also picked up that Salvin Ahmed for uh, Miami because Gaskin's on IR and none of their other backs looked that great. And he was doing pretty good right up to the end of that game. And I'm thinking, oh, I made the wrong choice by starting Booker over him. But then Booker turns, turns it on in like the last 10 minutes of the game. So, But my uh, defensive players, man, got to love me some Emmanuel Ogba from Miami. <laughs> I think he's better than Miles Garrett. I'm putting that out there right now. He might have a new MVP when we hit the uh, You're the One show on Thursday. Nice. Well, how was your weekend before we get into news and notes? Anything good, well, exciting? Nothing good, nothing exciting. I think I scored the least amount of points in our fantasy league this week and got my butt handed to me. <laughs> and you get a chance to jump on the beating and we play each other this week, so it'll be interesting. Oh, we play each other. That's good to know. Yeah. I wasn't ready. It's got you favored by... Uh, what, 60 points already? And I've already set my lineup for the week. I haven't even set mine, so that's pretty bad. But I'll get there after the show, maybe. Well, yeah. let's uh, jump into some news and notes. So we'll start off with the bye weeks this week. Uh, Buffalo's on a bye. Chicago's on a bye. The Giants and San Francisco are also on a bye. Uh, Chicago is probably a good thing because that team is is in pretty bad shape with uh, – Nick Foles getting carted off at the end there. Although it said, uh, you know, there's nothing really wrong with him. I think he just wanted some attention. It looked like he just bent over too far backwards. His feet hit the ground while they wrapped over his chest and head. So that's got to hurt. Probably stretched the muscle pretty pretty far there. But anyway, they need that bye week to figure out what's going on. Um, other news, New Orleans quarterback Drew Brees, he's pretty beat up. Talking about beat-up quarterbacks, he's got a few cracked ribs. I think uh, maybe a possible collapsed lung. So I'm guessing he's out at least a couple weeks. We'll see on that. So I think it's um, it's not that uh, that running quarterback. It's the old Tampa Bay quarterback that I think is going to step up there. Mr. Winston? Yeah, Jameis Winston. So I keep wanting to call him Jameis Winston the third. I think that's from a <laughs> Gilligan Island thing. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Los Angeles Rams safety, Taylor Rapp. He's on IR with a knee injury. I was just bragging him up last week, too, expecting a big game out of him. New York Giants kicker, Graham Gano. He's on the COVID list, and he just signed uh, an extension for some decent money there. The Los Angeles Chargers. So uh, we, we've had Joey Bosa on our year of the one list, and now it's two straight games he's missed because of that concussion protocol. So he better be back this game. I don't know if we can keep uh, keep him on the list if he keeps missing. What do you think? Yeah, I was looking at that earlier today, and I just still can't find anyone I would even want. Yeah. A couple linebackers go. are producing, you know, but nothing serious, though. 
Yeah, they've got uh, Kaiser White plus the, the safety there. Um, a couple of safeties. Anyway, I, I think he'll be back this week. So I was kind of a little surprised that he didn't play this week. Uh, Philadelphia tight end, Zach Ertz. He's off of IR or eligible to return this week or next week or the week after. But I'm looking for him to come back this week, but we'll see. So that might be good news. Although he wasn't playing great before he went on IR, so hopefully he's ready to go now. And then these aren't really injuries, but Los Angeles Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey is a stud. He pretty much shut down DK Metcalf all game. I mean, uh, they didn't even look in his direction. <laughs> but that's one of those, you know, he's not a great fantasy value, but he's a shutdown corner and he's good to have on your team, just not on your fantasy team. I had to mention that because DK Metcalf had that defensive play where he ran 100 yards to tackle Buda Baker a few weeks ago. And he can't even separate from Jalen Ramsey. So Jalen Ramsey's the real deal. All right, moving on. This is, uh, I think you started this guy. He got got lucky there. Minnesota safety, Harrison Smith. He had the one interception, <laughs> two PDs. But the reason I'm bringing him up is he had zero tackles. Not one tackle during the game. No assist, no solo, nothing. He had two PDs and an interception. So if it weren't for that, he had nothing. It's tough to get a tackle with that defense. I mean, them two linebackers are not leaving nothing. Oh, yeah, and I love that Eric Wilson. He's really stepping up there. I think he might be the pushing for you're the one there. Uh, and then finally, the Rona report. The NFL releases a weekly Rona report. So the last three weeks, it's been eight players, 15 players, and now 17 players. So it keeps going up, but at least it's not going up as fast. And let's see if we can get that going down. But last week, we had 17 players with the Rona. And that's his positive test, not just the, you know, the, the problem too is the close contact. So everybody has to quarantine that's in close contact with these guys. So if it gets too high, we could start missing games again. So hopefully they get that dropping. That's it for news and notes. Do you have anything to add, Ronnie? I do not have anything to add this week. All right, let's move on well, to fancy a... stories about the NFL spying on the locker rooms this week. <laughs> <laughs> we need that fancy story. We need something other than Ronas and injuries. That's why I had to add yeah. that Jalen Ramsey story because he's, he's good. So let's make ourselves feel good here. So we did a pick six last week. You went, we had one because our, our odds, which weren't the final odds, was Cleveland by three and Cleveland won exactly by three. So that was a tie. But you went four, one, and one with that one tie. And I went five and zero oh and one with the one tie, so not bad. Zero losses for me. That's uh, the best. Uh, we I think that's the best both of us has done all year. Pretty Just impressive. wish uh, the Cleveland <laughs> thing. I know a lot of people that uh, are into uh, overs and unders and spreads. Probably not the over and under that game. We're pretty upset that Nick Chubb ran at 50 yards down the sideline and then just steps out at the one to win the game instead of going into the end zone to win a bunch of people some point spreads. But, <laughs> you know, we were complaining about the Atlanta running back, Zach Gurley, that fell into the end zone and then they lost the game. So yeah, you got to win the games. And that was a close game. Cleveland only won by three. But, you know, he scores there. They're up 10. They're probably still going to win it. But it yeah. is what it is. So for uh, the overall, I went eight, four, and two. There were actually two games that were exactly like the spread, that Cleveland game. And then uh, there was another game, I think it was Arizona and somebody, where it was a two-point spread. And they scored at the end, but instead of kicking the field, or the extra point to go up by three, 
they took a knee because they didn't want to risk getting it blocked and having it returned to tie the game. So that was another weird one where that one uh, could have ended in a, in a win for me, but ended in a tie. So I had two ties on the week, eight, four, and two. But that is our pick six results for the week. Um, next up, I've got some, you know, my, my normal Tuesday trivia just to get us in the, the mood for the week. Uh, let's start off with uh, some season leaders. It's all about leaders this time. So you ready for this one? You get a guess. Yep. Who's the season leader in solo tackles? In solo tackles, Kendricks is dropping. And I think we talked about, I'm going to do Rukon Smith because I think we bragged him up last week. Yeah, he took the lead last week and he still got yep. it. Good thing I got a good memory. Eric Kendricks <laughs> has actually fallen to third. Jordan Poyer, the safety for Buffalo, moved up to that second spot. Oh, nice. And your guy, Zach Cunningham, he's in their top five. So it's uh, it's close there. But, yeah, Roquan's uh, – and he had a sack last night, so he's a stud. All right, season leader in pass defenses. Uh, what is that guy? It was – I'm going to go with the juice because he had such a big lead earlier in the year. You can never go wrong when you guess the juice. I think he had another two pass defenses. So he's okay. actually in a tie for 14 pass defenses with Carlton Davis, the Tampa <laughs> Bay corner. So both of these guys are corners, but they, they generally get the most. But James the Juice Bradbury for the Giants corner and Carlton Davis, Tampa Bay's corner, both have 14. And by the way, Roquan Smith has 70 solos. That's, that's crazy. Ooh. All right, so let's, uh, let's go to the dark side and look at some offensive leaders. These ones are uh, pretty easy. I won't do running backs because I think your guy, Dalvin Cook, pretty much has everything. Touchdowns, yards, all that. So we'll go uh, season leader in passing yards. Season leader in passing yards. So quarterback who has the most passing yards, right? Correct. Let's go. I'm going to go with the Cook, Russell Wilson. Nope, that's who I would have guessed too, but it's Josh Allen. Josh Allen has 2,871 passing yards. He's definitely turning into uh, a stud passer. (laughs) And who has the season lead in targets? Oh, we talked about this last week. I went Hopkins and it was wrong. And I was I'm going to go Diggs. There you go. Same team. Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs is pretty much all you need to know this year for Buffalo. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is down there at four. And then my guy. Go ahead. That's who I was going to guess. I guessed him last week, and I think it was Diggs last week. (laughs) Diggs has 102 targets. First guy to go over 100 targets, and currently the only one over 100 targets. Uh, Robbie Anderson is down there at fifth. He's kind of like the surprise standout, I think. And then uh, my man, Terry McLaurin, we're going to have to work out that trade if you want him. No, I want him, but he's tough to get. Yeah. Well, now I've got Julio and uh, Calvin Ridley coming back, so I've got some room to work there. All right, that's all I have for uh, trivia. You ready for – are you hungry? For the all-buffet team. I'm starving. Yeah, this is the month to eat, so we're going to do these next couple of weeks right with Thanksgiving coming up. So uh, this week's All Buffet team, 
is it really big? We have it was the it was the DB week this week. Really, only two D linemen, just a handful of linebackers, and a bunch of DBs. But again, the All Buffet team is uh, players with a at least a stat in four different categories, and then there's some other rules to narrow up. But let's start off with um, defensive line, All Buffet team. So the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Pierre-Paul for Tampa Bay. He had a 2-1 line, one sack, one interception, and one PD. So he was pulling in five stats there if you count assists. So not bad, Jason Pierre-Paul. And then New England, they don't get too many guys on here. John Simon, uh, he had a 3-2 line, one sack, and one pass defense. And that's it for D-line, just those two. <laughs> this might be the, the shallowest week ever for uh, all the Fay team at D-line. Wow. You know what it is. I think uh, the offensive linemen are realizing they can get away with holding now because the refs aren't calling it unless it's blatantly obvious. Uh, I don't know if it's to make the game go faster or to uh, make it more exciting or both, but that's what's happening. All right, let's move on. Go ahead. Nope. I was going to say watch for the, that new defensive lineman in San Francisco. He might start peeking his head out there. He had a pretty good game. Uh, Javon Kinlaw. Oh, yeah, the rookie. I think South Carolina. Yeah. He's a stud. Yeah. He might be moving up the list. Just keep an eye. I think he had one and a half sacks, but still not enough to get him on the Alba Faye team. All right, moving on to linebacker Alba Faye team. Uh, first up, we got Demario Davis, New Orleans, 8-4 line, one sack, one PD. Nick Kwiatkowski for Las Vegas, a 6-2 line, one interception, two PDs. Nicholas Morrow, the other linebacker in Las Vegas, he's also on here, 4-1 line, one sack, one forced fumble, and two PDs. So both the Knicks that are both linebackers in Las Vegas make the Alba Faye team. Uh, which is, you know, Las Vegas is known for their buffets. Jamie Collins for Detroit, a 9-4 line, two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery. Not bad of a game for Jamie Collins. And then Eric Wilson for Minnesota, 5-2 line, one sack and one PD. He was definitely my uh, free agent pickup of the week. I don't even remember who we picked, if we even picked last week. but I can't Eric remember. <laughs> but those are my linebackers. Pretty good action. A lot of tackles in there, too. And uh, TJ Watt didn't make it? He did not. He had a pretty good game. Two sacks. But... He blew it up. Yeah, he did. He didn't, he didn't make it to the buffet, though. Okay. Darn. All right. Uh, moving on to defensive back. This is the long list, so I'll try to run through these pretty quick. Uh, my man, Jamal Adams. I mean, as long as this guy's healthy, he's scoring. That's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, he should be 100% rostered in every league. But Jamal Adams, a safety for Seattle, 6-1 line, two sacks, one forced fumble. Uh, then we have Sidney Jones uh, for Jacksonville. I think he got cut by somebody earlier in the year and then picked up by Jacksonville. And basically, this is his audition to stay in the league. So he's proven it. 6-3 line, a forced fumble, an interception, and two pass defenses with the 6-3 tackles assists or solos assists. So Sidney Jones, the corner for Jacksonville. Teron Johnson, the corner for Buffalo. I think he played at Utah State. He had an 8-1 line, one sack, and one forced fumble. So not bad for another corner. Um, this guy, I think, got hurt. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, safety for New Orleans. We'll see. Hopefully he's uh, healthy enough to keep going, but that's to be determined. 6-2 line, a sack, and a P.D., Malcolm Jenkins, the other safety for New Orleans. A 3-2, an interception, and two PDs. Jordan Poyer for Buffalo. Man's a stud. 
safety, uh, three one line, one interception, two PDs. He didn't get a safety, but he is a safety. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen a safety for a while. I wonder if we've had one. I don't even check for those anymore. All right. Uh, there were no defensive touchdowns this week either. So Xavier Howard, uh, cornerback for Miami, one two line, one interception, two PDs. And Dane Jackson, the third Buffalo person on this list. Dane Jackson, the corner out of Buffalo, 6-2 line, one fumble recovery, and one PD. Lots of DBs in there and a lot of new names. What do you think of those guys? I wonder if Buffalo had a big week because Kyler Murray just Arizona's offense. Could be. Could Maybe be. a lot of attempts. I'm looking right now. Pass attempts, 30 two pass attempts maybe or maybe they're just their front doesn't tackle it could be uh, they just say hey let all of our uh our defensive backs get all the tackles and did you see that play the uh the hell mary to deandre hopkins <laughs> there was actually a guy wide open on that play but kyler murray went to the end zone into triple coverage and deandre hopkins went up and snatched that ball away from three defenders that uh, you know that every time I see a play like that, I'm reminded how bad Houston is with their GM that they fired this year. <laughs> I was just going to say, would you trade David Johnson for him straight up? <laughs> I would. I would. I would call a trade back. Is there any trade backs in the NFL? <laughs> That's awesome. But they can't do that. So that is our all buffet team for this week, week eleven. Not bad. A lot of DBs. Very few defensive linemen. And speaking of that defensive lineman, Aaron Donald, man, a zero. He, he played Mama Bird this week. I don't, I don't know. He got some pressures, had, had a sack, but quarterback got away from him. So you just got to hang on to it and get the guy down. But, man, a zero out of Aaron Donald. You don't, you don't see that much. Yeah, maybe you better call him and just say, hey, was you not strong enough to take down Wilson? Come on, man. You're a beast, dude. He did open. I mean, he was getting double teamed most of the game and pretty much everybody else on his team was getting sacks. I think uh, you had, was it Leonard Floyd? He might be coming up here on the, uh, the um, waiver wire special. He had, <laughs> what was it? Three sacks. So, I mean, Aaron Donald had an impact. He just didn't record a single stat because he freed up the, the rest of the LA defense to get, a bunch of sacks. So looking at them, they had six sacks, the Rams. If I ever told you that the Rams had a six-sack game, you would probably just assume that Aaron Donald was at least two or three of those. Yeah, exactly. But not this week. All right, so do you want to lead us into waiver wire? Yep. Um, I'm going to start us off with Romeo Okamore. Don't know how many weeks we've I've mentioned him, three or four weeks in a row, still only around 50% owned. He should be picked up. I mean, yeah. he's a stud. And then I was going through Alden Smith. You might have mentioned him last week, but he's still in the 50 percentile owned. And he's wow. having a pretty good year. And then Max Crosby, he's my, you're the one guy. Ooh, another sec too. Yeah, 34% just off of our RT sports, right? Yeah. But there's another stud. So those are my top three. You went with the, the big guys, the 50 percenters. I, I try yep. to stay under, but I did pick one guy, the other guy in Dallas, that's 50% rostered Dallas uh, 
D lineman Demarcus Lawrence. He's had two sacks over the last three games. He's they're fresh off a of bye. That whole Dallas team is, and Demarcus Lawrence is getting decent <clears throat> decent tackle numbers as well. So he's another guy on the other side to watch for. And then this guy was a stud, like maybe week one or week two, but Danico Autry for Indianapolis. He's ten percent rostered. Three straight games with a sack, but he's got a tough matchup versus Green Bay this week. But you got to love those consistent sack guys. And then this guy I picked because of the matchup, Sheldon Richardson for Cleveland. I'd rather have Miles Garrett, but there's no way you're getting him on the waiver wire. But Sheldon Rich- Richardson's 23% rostered. He has one and a half sack over the last three games, and they play Philadelphia this week, which is good news for that Cleveland defense. <laughs> and then my deep diver. I don't do too many of these, but I think I only have this one this week. Uh, Shaq Lawson for Miami. He's 9% rostered. And the Miami defense is looking really strong. Emmanuel Ogba, who I love on the other side, is probably going to get a lot more attention. So Shaq Lawson might be coming around. And I like their matchup against that what happened to him Denver team this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no comment. I got so many text messages. Oh, they got (laughs) to fire everyone. They got to get rid of Ellis. They got to get rid of Elway. It's kind of hard not to agree with them. Well, Philly's coming down on giving up sacks. They only give up 3.9 sacks a game now, down from four. And then second place is still Cincinnati at 3.6. And then a couple of uh, uh, guys to watch here. Washington gives up 3.3. I think Alex Smith got hit 100 times in that last game. That's what we remember. Check down Charlie. He was throwing it to his running back, that McKissick, had at least 12 targets and then started getting the tight end involved. And then Seattle gives up 3.3. They're, they're really falling apart lately. But anyway, those are my D-lines. You want to take us to linebacker? Yep, I'm going to go Jamie Collins. Got a 43%. The guy's been pretty, pretty consistent. Um, Leonard Floyd, who you've already mentioned for the Rams, had a Ooh. huge game, only 8%. I'm just like, ah, see if he can do it back-to-back. Three sacks and five solos. Wow. And then I think we mentioned this guy last week, back-to-back big games, A.J. Kleon for Buffalo, linebacker. The Klein saucer. Yeah. You know, he's had another big game this week, 10 tackles and a sack. In his back-to-back games, which are both monster games, he's had 15 solos. Three sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and one pass defense in the last two games. That's not bad at all. Yeah, that's all I have there. So I think everybody in Buffalo is getting tackles because I just talked about three of their defensive backs and the all the fate team. And then <laughs> and you then got there's... A.J. Klein. <laughs> well, I've got Ooh. Leonard Floyd and A.J. Klein as well. And then I added um, – Foyasad, Alua Khan for Atlanta. They're coming off a bye. He's 46% rostered, not widely available. Faces New Orleans with the backup quarterback, uh, which I believe might be Jameis Winston. Uh, and he's a good tackle getter. So Alua Khan for Atlanta looks like a, a decent pickup. Micah Kaiser. This guy was on my uh, You're the One list in week two, and he kind of f- fell off the face of the earth since then. But I think he's starting to make a comeback. He had 10 solos last week. So Micah Kaiser, LA Rams. He's 35% rostered. And then finally, TJ Edwards uh, from Philadelphia, 9% rostered. He's a consistent tackle getter. 
and he faces a strong running team in Cleveland now that they got Nick Chubb back. So look for some more tackles there out of TJ Edwards. But that's it for my linebackers. Nice. Going into DBs, I've got J.C. Jackson, 11%. And I think we've talked about him for two weeks in a row. I'm a big fan of him. And then I put your guy on here just for you. But he said he was possible hurt. Mr. Chancey Gardner-Johnson came out of the blue. Only 6% owned, and he had a good game. And then is it Carmen Curl? DB Cameron. I think I said the same. I said the same wrong last week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Gardner Johnson left the game with an arm injury in the late in the fourth quarter, uh, but there's still no news on that. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah. So nine, and then Curl is nine percent. Those are my top three for the week. Cameron Curl is looking like the real deal. He's filling in for Landon Collins since he's on IR. Uh, he's that rookie out of Arkansas playing safety. I think he can play cornerback too, but back-to-back games with six solos and a sack. I mean, talk about consistency. You want that out of your DBs, or I'd take that out of a linebacker. So I really like him too. Then I added um, Adrian Amos, uh, the safety for Green Bay, 16% roster, double-digit scoring over the last four straight weeks with a couple of 20s in there. So he's he's definitely a guy that's going to keep getting you points. Uh, here's the Charger guy that might be one to add, Nasir Adderley, a safety. He's only 3% rostered. He's a consistent tackle getter, and he faces the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets this week. <laughs> so look for a big game out of Adderley. And then uh, your guy, Ronnie Harrison Jr. for Cleveland, 15% rostered. He's a consistent scorer over the last three but he faces uh, Philadelphia this week. So like, like those guys, the last couple there for matchups. But that's it for my DBs. Do you want to take us over to the special team? Yeah, I sure can. Go right into the special offensive quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins is still available in a lot of leagues, but he's still being outscored by Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. And then I put... Alex Smith, he's I, – I don't know. He's hes playing a decent ball. And then the oddball one, Jamie Winston, what do you think? Think he's going to get the call with That's uh, a tough going one. down? So I figure we can chat about him a teeny bit. Okay. Where do they go to uh, Hill, you know, this – I don't think they go to Hill. I think they keep Hill and Hill's role. And Hill's role is to come in and basically run the ball, catch the ball, and sometimes throw the ball. So I think they they probably use Hill more than they did with Breeze. But it's still going to be the Jameis Winston show, which I, I'm, I'm intrigued by that one because you have some pretty good receivers. you got Kamara who can catch it out of the backfield and just run for days. So... Um, I don't expect to see the Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay old days where he's throwing up 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, but I think he'll probably play it a little bit safer and do more short, short passes, check down passes. Then once in a while go deep because you know, he's, he loves to go deep. And he's got the receivers there. Michael Thomas is a stud. I I think maybe the receivers will actually step up because of this change, but um We'll see how well he does. I, I'm, I'm interested in it, but I don't think I'm going to change what I've got for him. But I've got, you know, um, J- 
Justin Herbert and Matt Ryan. So I don't think I would go that route. But if I had Kirk Cousins, I might look that route. Kirk Cousins or Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah, never know. But those are the top three I have. Well, speaking of Kirk Cousins, he does face Dallas this week, who does not have Trayvon Diggs. But they should get Chidobe Awusie back, uh, who's probably even a better corner. So we'll see what that means for uh, Kirk. But I did list him just because, you know, you might be desperate. And then I added to a Tonga Vailoa. He's, he's up there quite a bit, 70% rostered. Uh, so not widely available. But the rookie's playing it safe. No interceptions at all in the year. And he's getting his touchdowns in. So he's not playing super safe, but I don't think he's gone even close to 300 yards yet. But I think that's not a bad play. Those are the only two I have. So you want to take us to running backs? Yeah, well, and Tua's got uh, the great defense of Denver coming up. <laughs> yeah, so look for him to go. Actually, who do you like? So that's an interesting one. Would you would you stick it out? What if your choices are Jameis Winston or Tua Tonga-Viloa? I'd probably take Tua. I mean, he's... He's not going to lose you any games. He just might not win you any. Where Winston could throw three picks. Yeah, but Winston could also throw four touchdowns. So he's got a yeah. bigger ceiling, but definitely yeah. a much lower floor. So you either play it safe with Tua or you take the big gamble in Jameis. Yeah, for sure. All right, going into running backs, I have Salvian Ahmed of Miami. Great matchups if he ends up keeping the job. He's got Denver coming up. He's got the Jets. And then at home with Cincinnati. He helped like me last those, week. I like those three matchups, those three three games. Rex Burkhead, of course, pops his head up every couple of weeks. <laughs> and then Callan Blodge actually had back-to-back decent games. Not bad. So did Rex Burkhead see a shadow? He must have because he uh, 22 points this week. <laughs> so that means six more weeks of not knowing who's going to be the man in New England running the ball. <laughs> yeah, but it could have been his two receiving touchdowns he's got, right? Yeah. <laughs> Against Baltimore this week. So, but that's all I had for running backs. So those are my top three. Well, I added a different New England running back, Damian Harris. He is 74% <laughs> rostered, so definitely up towards the top, but Every time he's gotten 15-plus carries in a game, he's gone over 100 yards. That's an impressive stat, I think. And he, the, the downside, like if you're in a PPR league like us, is he doesn't get any receptions, really, and he doesn't get many touchdowns. Uh, but he can scoop. He can run it, and if, if he gets the ball in his hand, he's going to get you his 100 yards. So I think we should see more of him going forward. I also went with uh, Kalen Balazs. Uh, Decent rushing yards. He gets he gets catches, so definitely a good PPR guy. Um, you mentioned Ahmed from Miami. He got me the win last week, so I have to put him on this list. And he's only 5% rostered. Uh, Miles Gaskin's still out. And Jordan Howard's more just like the, the touchdown guy. But Salvan Ahmed's first carry was from the one-yard line, and it was a one-yard touchdown. So even Jordan Howard didn't even get to steal that one. Uh, and then the guy that I added just as kind of a maybe a stash, Tony Pollard for Dallas. Uh, he might be worth that stash if if Elliott doesn't play. I mean, Elliott's coming off a bye, should be healthy, uh, but who knows what Dallas is going to do. So that that's one to keep an eye on. But that's it for my running backs. 
do you think we should mention, is it Alex Collins for Seattle? Got I mean, play. one week at, yeah, he was got 11, 11 carries, 43 yards and the touchdown. I think it comes play. down to who can pass block. And uh, DJ Dallas showed in his game that he couldn't pick up the blitz. He was missing blocks. He was getting Russell Wilson killed. So that's why we're not seeing much of DJ Dallas. But I haven't seen uh, any of the film on on Collins. So we'll see. But All maybe right. Carson's coming back soon too. So who knows? Yeah. Going into receivers, I got a guy who's been on the list before. MVS for Green Bay. had a He's 32% owned and had two great games back to back. Willie Sneed and Michael Pittman Jr., who I think you brought up last week, were the top three I had. Well, I'm definitely on board with the Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, he's had seven-plus targets in each of the last two games, and he's getting used more. I think they even put him in some of the run games. So he's a, he's a great pickup. I added another guy that we probably had last week too, Jacoby Myers. For New England, 57% rostered. He's getting the majority of targets there over the last few weeks. And then another guy that's kind of on the deep dive, but not really a deep diver, Josh Reynolds for the Los Angeles Rams. He's only 13% rostered, but get this. He had an 8, 9, and 10. Those are his targets over the last three games. So you like to see it going up, and you like to see him pretty close to 10, I guess averaging 9. But 8, 9, 10 targets over the last three, three games. So... I'm looking for more out of Josh Reynolds going forward. And then I also had MVS. He's just, he's who they look to when they're down by the end zone now instead of their tight end because what is he? He's like 6'4. So you've got to get the tall yeah. receiver some looks. I don't think he's getting a lot of catches, but if they can get down inside the red zone, he's getting the looks. But that's it for my wide receivers. All right. Going into the tight booties, I got Logan Thomas of Washington, of course. Got Captain Checkdown, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan Reed and then Kyle Rudolph for Minnesota has been playing pretty solid. You know, Irv Smith Jr., the other tight end in Minnesota, he was on their inactive list last week. So that uh, helps Kyle Rudolph even more. Yep. And those are my top three there. I've got a different group then. I've got uh, Dalton Schultz for Dallas. Again, I like these guys coming off a bye because they have a chance to get a little more healthy. And I think Andy Dalton's coming back soon, maybe this week. We'll see. But they just pulled him off the uh, COVID list. So don't know if that's good or bad, but it's, I think it's good news for Dalton Schultz. Um, next up, Tyler Higby for the Los Angeles Rams. He's kind of a, a star, but he's been hurt and injured and not playing much, if at all. But he's finally getting some more time and looking good doing it. He's 58% rostered, so not widely available. But he looks healthy, so Tyler Higby, the Rams. And then this guy's another guy that I look for these guys coming back now. Zach Ertz, Philadelphia. He's still 65% rostered, even though he's been on IR. But he's about to come off IR. He's eligible for returns as early as this week now. We'll see what happens. He's, his IR was for a high ankle sprain, so that's usually not too bad of a deal to come back from as long as you get some rest. But he might be worth a stash. A stash. So <laughs> Zach Ertz, Philly. I don't know if he's got like the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Well, going into the kicking game, that's usually your specialty. But when I was looking at these, I was looking and it's like Justin Tucker, like 96% on one of the highest owned kickers. That's it. There's no 100% kickers. Yeah. If you can believe that. 
but I did write down two kickers, Tyler Bass, you know, um, 41% owned. He's making a pretty good move straight up. You know, he had a big week last week. And then Mr. COVID, Graham Gano, <laughs> who you mentioned, yep. New York, he's no, top top five kicker and he's still valuable at 36%. This is the time of year where I'm looking at uh, players that play in some warm areas and some areas with domes because, I mean, if you've seen some of the weather in some of these games, that ball is just shooting sideways as soon as it comes off their foot. That's not what you want. So don't even look at Cleveland's kicker. <laughs> but Buffalo's in that place where they might have to play in some snow too. So that one scares yeah. me about Buffalo's kicker that you mentioned. So I went with some uh, some warmer climate and dome people. So Zane Gonzalez, Arizona. He had a pretty nice game. He's an up and down kicker though. He's 70% rostered. He's fairly accurate. He was a lot better until recently, but not bad. Plus he plays in a warm weather climate. Uh, Greg Zwerlein, Zwerlein for Dallas. 34% rostered. He's getting a lot of opportunities for field goals because of Dallas. And they play in Dallas where it's nice and warm. <laughs> and then young way Koo for Atlanta. Um, I only mentioned him cause he's only 69% rostered and he's been kind of a star kicker all year. He has, um, I think no missed field goals over the last six weeks and only one missed extra point during that frame. So He's looking pretty good, and it's all about opportunity too. But And they play in a dome. Just be aware of those road trips. So three, those are my three kickers this week. And Atlanta plays on the road, but they're playing in New Orleans, which is also a dome. So it looks good for him. All right. I don't have anything else. No teams or no special teams. But I did want to ask you about college football. Mm-hmm. more games canceled any more thoughts on that you know it's uh it's that survivor series right who who can be the last team standing with any players left because you know we're we're not getting too many games here it's cancel 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 which is you know it's what we expected but that's why a lot of the the conferences didn't really want to even play just because this was going to happen but you know for the those teams that are out there and whether or not, you know, you're missing like 15 players and, and even some of your stars, as long as you're playing, you're playing. doesn't matter if it's your, your walk-ons, your backups, your, your uh, practice team guys, you know, football's football. So it's nice to see that, that some games are getting done. But it does make Saturday a little bit not depressing because there's still plenty of football. But so and the big games too, right? Like you get the LSU versus Alabama game canceled or postponed and i bet a lot of people wanted to watch that one and then of course the utah fans we have yet to see uh, utah <laughs> play a game now we're in week three of their of the pac-12 conference but this week looks good i think the only thing that can uh, bring this one down is usc having uh, some reason for not playing okay my uh son's coming home this week from college out of state and he asked all of his um, professors you know because they go back from thanksgiving they're gonna have to quarantine for two weeks possibly and then he goes to school for a week so he says hey can i do zoom and just come back after christmas 
And two of the three said, yes. Yeah, so he still has one he hasn't heard back from yet. But I found that interesting that they're going to quarantine the athletes or the players, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a spring sport player. But, like, why would you – make them come back because you're going to quarantine them and they can't go to class anyway for two weeks. Yeah. That pretty much takes most of December off and then you've got the Christmas right there. So usually uh, finals are done right around that first week or first 10 days in December. So, I mean, that's really just one week when you get back. I don't know how that college works, but you know, it's, there is no reason to go back and forth like that. Just stay home until after the new year. Yeah. But sports, you can't, right? I mean, you can't practice any sports over Zoom. You can talk strategy and meetings and watch film. You can do all that, but you can't really get out there and practice. Yeah, if he was doing basketball, he'd probably have to stay and do basketball and not even come home because they'll be playing games, right? Yeah, Um, that's true. But Beanie Beanie does baseball. Doesn't really affect him. Football players probably can't go home at this time. So, but I got another quick question for you. Looking at Melvin Ingram, who hardly scores any points. Okay. That's Denver, right? (laughs) Ingram, yeah. (laughs) For the Chargers. The the partner above. Oh, the the D-lineman. I was thinking the running back. So, he's 33% owned. You know how many people, it's time to probably cut him, don't you think? Maybe. I think he's uh, he's getting up there in age. Yeah, but if we just mention a few that could be better, you got God Wilkinson of Miami, who's been down, but Trey Flowers is hurt, but he's outscoring him. Griffin, how about Everson Grifferson? There we go. Twenty-seven percent owned is going straight up since he's joined Detroit. So Jerry Dunlap might be out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he did miss a bunch of games, Melvin Ingram, this this uh, year, and um, I don't know if he's a hundred percent healthy, but he's healthy enough to get back out there and play. And he's, you know, no sacks. They have to look at if is he getting quarterback hits or whatever, and maybe that that will make up your mind. But yeah, he's. It might be time to look at other positions right now because it's just not <laughs> not that great. No, he was the only one. I mean, Fletcher Cox has been dropped in a lot of leagues, and he's actually outperforming him, but not by much. Huh. At least he's got uh, three sacks on the year. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he, I would I would move on. That's just uh, it doesn't look too good. Yeah, that's about all I have for this for this show. You have anything else? Uh, just the, the Thursday night is Arizona at Seattle. That last game Ooh. was pretty good. I don't know if we're going to see the same type of game, but it uh, looks like the odds makers like Seattle by three after Arizona won it last time by three in Arizona. So I guess they like the home teams to win by three every time they play. But I think it's going to be close. It's going to be pretty good. Um, I'm a little worried about Seattle's offensive line. But you know what? Who – Besides Buda Baker, who's getting the sacks on the Arizona D line? God, I couldn't even. Yeah. Maybe you get a linebacker. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Murray. Okay. To to get a good look at Murray to 
see how he's going to do on the big screen because they don't get many televised games, you know. So he'll this will be a big, big stage for him and Russell Wilson to go head to head. Winner of this one takes over first place at least temporarily, uh, depending on whether or not the uh, the Rams can get their win. But this is going to be a pretty big big game, and Seattle's having trouble blocking people, keeping Russell Wilson healthy. So I think it should be interesting. I I do think uh, maybe Hassan Reddick looks good in that game. Maybe getting a sack in there Ooh. on Wilson. Yeah, I can see that one. But that, that ought to be pretty interesting. I think it's going to be, you know, a, a fairly good Thursday night game. But outside of that, I haven't really looked over the Sunday games too much yet. Um, just going over the the uh, – my spreads, which aren't Vegas' spreads, I think the biggest one's typically Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh plays Jacksonville with uh, Jake Luton still at quarterback. So that ought to be an interesting game to see if Pittsburgh can have another big sack game. But I see a lot of these games being about a touchdown difference. Not not a lot of these close one or two or three-point spreads anymore. I think I've got... Ooh, I picked Washington in the Survivor last week, and I think they scored squeak that one out right uh didn't they lose to um the giants I, uh, washington I, I thought they played detroit oh yeah they uh they lost to detroit detroit kicked like a 59 or 60 yard field goal okay so i like picked two detroit i picked detroit in that game oh now you're picking the winner huh <laughs> yeah so i'm thinking so i've got washington this week against the Bengals for my survivor pick oh yeah I got to pick know. them sooner or later. You know, I guess I you pick do. Team one. So I'm... I don't know. I kind of like Cincinnati in that game too. Let me see uh, what the the Wizard of Odds says. And it looks like Washington is a pretty good pick in that, at least defensively. I only I don't look at their offense, but looking at what their defense does and some of their line play, I think I've got Washington by six in that one. So that might be a good time Ooh. to pick Washington. And then my next one I'm toying with is the Chargers over the Jets, of course. That ought to be interesting. I'm wondering if I even start or bear on that one against the, the Jets. But we'll see. Yeah, so I got so I picked the Lions. I had to pick them, and they've been playing up and down. I was like, oh, Washington, Alex Smith, you know, it's squoze that one. I got a text from Allen's like, you got so lucky with that last. <laughs> They'll go with Detroit winning. I was like, well, I'm taking Washington next week, so we'll see how it goes. This might be the week to do it. Did uh, Speaking of the weekend and eating, did you, did you make up anything special for us? Oh, I did chili birdie, and it was so good. But nothing special, just did chili birdie and worked in the back room most of the time and didn't try anything fancy. Do you like to have that like inside a burrito or smothered over a burrito or do you put it in a bowl and just dip it with some tortilla? What do you, how do you so like I chili did, verde? I did it in a bowl, cheese first, and then I put chili verde in then so it melts the cheeses at the bottom. Oh yeah. And then I don't even eat with a spoon or I just, I did, I did uh, corn chips. Ah, nice. Like and ate the whole thing with, uh, yeah, and it was good. I did burritos and then we took leftovers and did omelets. Not bad. Chili birdie omelet is doesn't sound good, but it is really good. Well, it's around lunchtime where I'm at, and that's making me hungry. So I think I might be uh, looking to do something just like that for my lunch. 
<laughs> well, unless you have anything else, let me throw in our uh, email before we get out of here. It's um, idpbuffet at gmail.com. That's idpbuffet at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to read your email and maybe talk about anything you have to say on our next show. All right. Do you have anything before we go? Nope. I'll chat with you later, kiddo. All right. See you.